0: Oh, we're just going to sit here. We're just going to sit here and not acknowledge.
1: I'm, t- t- I'm tearing
0: up. I'm just so proud of you. I'm happy. Oh, don't. I, oh, like, come on.
1: I mean, I, I can't be proud of you. I can't be happy. Like, <laughs> I, you, you, like,
0: I, yeah, I know. Completely genuine. I you know. You did I an know. amazing thing today. Yeah, I, I, I showed up early to work. And so, as a result, it's Jeff Saturday, number one. Dominique's favorite people this week. Oh. Me, maybe number two. Climbing, climbing on the metal stand. Minute by oh look at this yeah thank you for my, raising my it Jeff glad. Saturday <laughs> you, if you were, if you were here for a previous show you a know, little Jeff bit of, Saturday makes me happy a little bit of daddy juice for Dominique Foxworth a little bit of Steph Curry surrogacy from David Dennis Jr. who will join us to talk about the Warriors talk about the NBA and Embiid and whether or not we need to make the NBA great again but for <laughs> now for now before we get to the jingoism Alabaster where should we start. Uh,
2: We're going to start with the Commanders beating the Eagles, the team that you all thought was an unstoppable juggernaut in the NFC. And my question for you all is, did the Commanders
0: expose something in this Eagles team? So Dominique, for the purposes of transparency, which we value on this fake television show, uh, Alabaster texted both of us earlier today, (laughs) and his proposed topic was Eagles being frauds. (laughs) <laughs> and you said, quote, that's dumb. No one believes that. And so we got the question said that we just got asked. Which I think it's trying to get us to the same place, but it's slightly oh, different in a way that maybe oh, is more palatable. Gosh.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Alabaster and I are very close. We are comfortable with radical transparency, which uh, I didn't know that you were as comfortable with it, Pablo, but you're here early, so maybe I you're turning now. over a new leaf. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you watch the game. You see that the Eagles lost. But you also see that they were not outplayed. They lost because they had three turnovers and they still had a chance to win. And there was a like a, a touchy call at the end that kept the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands because he felt unstoppable. So the interceptions uh, was a perfect pass to AJ Brown that bounced off his hands and got intercepted. Then there were fumbles, again, perfect pass deep 50-yard play, and then Quez Watkins hops up to get a few more yards and fumbles. That feels like something that's not replicable. And then Dallas Goddard gets his helmet wrenched to the side, face mask, he fumbles, and that's a turnover. And still, the Eagles are in the game with a chance to get the ball back and give the ball to Jalen Hurts, who is an elite quarterback, which is a whole nother conversation that we need to have at some point. We need to release our priors and accept that Jalen Hurts is nice. But they still had a chance and then there was a a uh, a weird touchy roughing the passer call which like yes it's in the rules it's fine but no one who is not a washington Comm- uh, commies fan could have liked
0: the way that game ended it felt like we were robbed well hold on though because i, I so to catch people up right the commanders win 32 to 21 right the That's eagles up. are thank you the eagles were undefeated they are no longer undefeated And the question I have truly, though, is are you saying that there is nothing we can learn or rather more accurately, nothing other teams that are about to play the Eagles can learn from what just happened? Get lucky. I mean, that's so what
1: you're trying to guide me to say is that, yes, the the commies ran the ball on the Eagles. And yes, the Eagles run defense is the weakness of their team. But if you, like me, accept that no team is perfect, every team has a weakness, if you know anything about football, you can choose one weakness. If you say it's running the ball, passing the ball, stopping the run, stopping the pass, the one weakness that you would want to have in modern football is an inability to stop the run. Like that is the least efficient way to play offense. And many teams play soft shells and invite teams to run the ball because the thinking is, they're not going to be able to go all the way down the field, five yards a pop like that without having a penalty, a fumble, interception, some sort of mistake somewhere along the way. So if that's how you're going to try to beat the Eagles, when Jalen Hurts is playing as well as he's playing right now, yes, I think that that no, actually, I don't think that it's a it's something that can be replicated by other teams that actually expose some deep weakness in the eagles and also jordan davis you know him yeah the the monster that wasn't there he wasn't even playing in that game so that's fine injuries happen maybe he won't be playing and there'll be other injuries but put that all aside i still think the eagles like they lost to an nfl team that that they were clearly better than no one woke up this morning and said oh washington sure is better than the eagles the eagles sure are weak like it's not the way that that game was experienced by anyone who watched it
0: so Taylor Heineke, like, I mean, I, I, I do want to establish that he was 17 for 29, no touchdowns, a pick, um, but a hell of a lot of spunk. Oh, I mean, so the, 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 the spunk and, and the flag that was not a flag, right? The, the roughing yeah. the passer thing, Dominique, when you saw that, how do you react? Because it, it, it feels like we don't see flopping. Yeah, that conspicuous in the NFL? And that made me
1: laugh at the very least. I reacted by turning the TV off and going to sleep because I had a a 5 a.m. alarm the next morning. But the next morning when I woke up and fully processed what I had seen, I was angry on behalf of the Eagles and frankly, on behalf of all football fans. That's, I mean, it was a smart play. I guess gamesmanship by Taylor Heineke. He knew what was going to happen and he threw his body back despite the fact that Brandon Graham didn't hit him that hard. That's fine. That doesn't mean I have to like it. That doesn't mean I have to encourage it. That doesn't mean that I have to point to the rule book and say, but it's in the rule book? I don't care if it's in the rule book. I'm here for fun. That wasn't fun. No. and It, all, it, like, it, it feels like there, there should be uh, a marriage between that and people who, like, hate NBA flopping. But I just got the distinct sense that the people who hate NBA flopping were like, oh, that's a smart play. No, that sucks. It ruins the game. You don't want to see free throws. You want to see dunks. You don't want to see – heineke taking charges you want to see Jalen hurts with the ball with a chance to come back and win so that's what i'm rooting for you can root for the other stuff if you want to
0: it does feel um poetic and and ridiculous that on that same team right like a guy who was literally shot (laughs) is back playing Uh, and is looking more i mean the, the brian robinson jr thing i'm just trying to think of ways in which the commanders should be Actually praised for winning this game because you're doing oh, a lot of cold water dumping. I'm sorry. Like I'm the not, guy who was shot, scoring a touchdown and beating uh, the Eagles. It that's was an a pretty inc- good storyline. It was an incredible touchdown too. Like he just,
1: it was yes. powering his way through. It felt like it was in slow motion. It was an incredible touchdown. And I'm sorry for raining on the commies parade, but it's that's the right. way that the Terry question McLaren. was. Terry Terry McLaurin
0: yeah. is incredible. Right, Jahan Dotson is back. Yeah, it's,
1: yep. it was the and uh, I guess Chase Young will be back at some point. They're a the Washington's a decent team and they'll get even better if they can sell at some point. But I guess the way the question was framed was we want to talk about the Eagles because we actually think the Eagles have a chance. So, yes, celebrate the the commanders, they won. Good job! Hooray, <laughs> now nice all your job. chains
0: on Taylor Heineke, yeah. you know, yeah. rip off of what the Vikings did. So yeah, it's already was, like. It was whack, whack when terrorism. the Vikings did it. <laughs>
1: it's it's yeah, whack again.
0: Yeah. Alabaster, did you think it was whack? Or are you the type of guy who wants chains after our show ads?
2: Oh, no. It's, it's lame every time. Um, <laughs> but I do have a question for you, Dominique. Do you okay. view the Eagles as closer to the Vikings and the Cowboys? Or closer to the Bills, Chiefs, and maybe the Dolphins? That
1: is a good question. <sighs> i think i view them as closer to the chiefs and the Mm. bills and the dolphins I, i see this roster as one that has very few weaknesses and the one weakness that we pointed to at the beginning of the season the reason why we wouldn't suspect that they would win the super bowl is the best player on their team right now it's an mvp caliber candidate it's jalen hurts Like the reason not to pick the Eagles to run the table is Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts is playing really well. And the next reason to argue against them is not their talent has everything. They can do anything they want is like you could argue against their coaching, but their coaching seems to be pretty solid and smart. And I think part of the reason why I like them is they have so much talent in so many important places is they have flexibility. They have veteran players who are smart enough to change the way they play. If they get into a situation where they need to load the box to stop the run, they have the talent at corner to be able to do that. However, I would point out that their success rate when they they are advantaged in the box is pretty low. It's like fifth lowest in the league, so people can still run the ball on them when they load the box. That's concerning. However, Mm -hmm. they do have the talent to blitz and be aggressive on defense. They have the talent to on the offensive line to run the ball uh, on offense and they have the talent outside to attack any, any team's weaknesses. That's what makes me optimistic about them is no matter who you match them up against and what, yeah, no matter who you match them up against, they have the talent to attack any weakness on any other team. And then when you look at the rest of the teams in the NFC, that can't be said for the Vikings. That can't be said for anybody in NFC. Maybe the AFC teams you could say can attack any weakness, but nobody in NFC.
0: It feels like we're doing, I mean, not to just shrink this topic down to its most simplistic form, but it feels like we're doing a lot of football. Football, football, guys. Like, yes, we have a team that we thought was really good that was undefeated, but guess what? A lot of bad bounces happened, a lot of things on the roulette wheel spun around, and now we have a bunch of teams that we think are, 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 are good to very good. But the thing about the Eagles, Dominique, is that you're not saying that this is or are you saying that this is clearly a team that's going to the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I mean, you said the word several times, football, football, football.
1: Yes, I think they're the best team in the NFC. Whether they're going to definitely go to Super Bowl or not, that's single elimination games, injuries, blah, 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 football, football. So who knows? But I think they are by far the favorite in the NFC, even after that loss to a not great Commanders team yeah
0: yeah alabaster am i missing something here what else do we need to get to with this story because i feel like dominique has officially officially just destroyed choked the life all the
2: questions i I I do have one follow-up on it actually now that you ask it's just that if a team plays a game plan like Washington did against the Eagles, a, ta- a more talented team, a team like San Francisco that can run the ball with McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell and get the ball in the slot to Debo and George Kittle and abuse the middle of the field. A team like Dallas. Um, or, what happens Or, or, then? or
0: Miami. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, then we're talking Super Bowl, Miami, but uh, I assume you're talking playoffs and NFC. Uh, again, last night, If you walked away with that game, walked away from that game thinking that the reason why the Eagles lost was because the commanders ran the ball, then I understand why you come to that conclusion that it could be problematic if they face someone else. That's not the reason I think they lost. I think they lost because they had several really fluky plays and like their turnover luck went good all up into that game. And then they just paid all, they paid for all that good luck in one game and it's not going to happen again going forward. So that's what it boils down to, to me, is this, a smart team understands that you can't take everything away. And I think this is part of It's like they recognize that they're really good on offense. And as long as they don't give up big plays and they don't get hit over the head with big bombs, then their offense is going to score, outscore the opposing team. And so, yes, the Cowboys might be able to run the ball against them. Yes, the Vikings might be able to run the ball against them. But both of those teams, well, the Cowboys particularly, they can't stop the run either. And it's also like appreciating that Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in football right now.
0: Like I it's just I, undeniable. I, I just want to play all that back uh, on January 9th after Daniel Jones has run for 400 yards to go 2 and 0 against the Eagles this season. Uh, I i, w- I want to switch seats i want to be the
1: host so doesn't, have to, doesn't have to say anything controversial and doesn't doesn't have to like own up to any takes all right you point. want some controversy i just, wanna, I just, wanna, I just want uh, to ask, ask questions and, and poking and prod <laughs> <laughs> and not actually put myself on the
0: line are you giving me the teddy roosevelt it's not the critic who counts speech is that no, what you're I'm, saying it is not I'm the not, critic who I'm counts not. it is the I, man I'm, in the arena it's the nuts-on-the-line speech. Like, put your nuts on the line every now and then. All Bet right, nuts. David Dennis that Jr. Them. is going to come back, and you know what else is going to come back? These nuts. <laughs> Dominique, we bring on the only the only person in sports media to have played beer pong with Steph Curry for our NBA analysis. David Dennis Jr., hello.
3: Thanks, guys. Toward? Happy to be here. I, I try not to dwell on my uh, sports past. You know, I try to... You know, talk about my. Why don't you take me serious as an analyst, not just as somebody who plays sports and has, you know, <laughs> been in the field and done all that stuff. Take my, you know, it's I'm more than that, you know. Steph is You're probably more really good at sports pong. I mean, at beer pong, right? He's like,
1: he doesn't miss. Him, I guess.
3: Yeah, no, he's pretty good. I mean, I, I was sort of, you know, I'm carrying the team a lot, you know, okay. but, but I, I try to be <laughs> humble about that sort of stuff. You know, he's, he's more of a system player when it comes to, to the beer pong. I kind of create my own shot. So
0: That's right. Splash Brothers ranked right now. Steph Curry, one. David Dennis Jr., two. Clay right. Thompson, three. Jordan Poole, four. Is how that? Oh, are, are, are we sure? I don't know. We need to get to the question because I'm not
1: sure Clay Thompson is that high on the <laughs> rankings. <laughs> All right, Alabaster, bring us to the
0: sports analysis here.
2: Well, that that's right because uh, James Wiseman has just been sent to the G League. Uh, Jordan Poole went off in Clay's absence, but the Warriors have been a bit of a mess. And my question around about that is: Does it feel to you like the Warriors are wasting the best year of Steph Curry's career?
0: Oh man, it is funny. It's funny how the Warriors, when they go great, it's all about democracy and the beautiful game and the orchestra and all the instruments playing in concert. And then you realize when it's bad, just like, man, they are doing stuff wrong. like you you started with it's funny how and all i could
1: hear was (laughs) lauren hill a money change situations because that's what it feels like is part of the problem here some people don't like it and other people expect the cheese and they're not going to get the cheese i guess wiseman doesn't fall in that category he's just not good at basketball and the idea that they're wasting steph curry's season for them to waste it so steph doesn't need another mvp steph doesn't need to have the number one seed, Steph needs more titles, right? And I guess need is a funny word, but measuring how good his season is, is based on whether they get to or win another championship. In which case it feels like it's, too, it's entirely too premature to assess whether the season is wasted or not. Because the, the formula to me seems like they're trying to get these young guys enough minutes so that they are in enough experience so that they can add some value come playoff time. Yes, they did. It ain't working.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, David, like the James Wiseman thing. A, James Wiseman has not been like an actual basketball player since high school, it turns out. Right. Uh-huh. And now he goes to the G League to basically, yes, rebuild his value because it was only cratering the more we watched him at like the NBA level.
3: Yeah, this is this is. This thing that the Warriors are doing, like this light years thing that they were going to do, we're going to build the young guys, and they're going to be part of the championship team, and we're going to do two things at once. That is not working at all. And like, this is so far Steph Curry's best season. And the on off numbers mm. are ridiculous. Like, they are the Warriors are something like, I mean, last night I think changed a little bit, but there's something like minus 25 or something, which would make them. One of the worst teams ever when he's not when he's not on the on the floor and when he's on they are a championship level team the stats here are ridiculous uh, I think the problem here is that these young guys are not champ these young guys are not going to win you a championship in five or six years like I don't see Kaminga and Moody as the championship squad and like you need to build as much as you can around Stephen Curry I wouldn't tr- I would think about trading Wiseman because right now. The Otto Porters for who, of the world, for what? but the, but I'm, but the Otto Porters of the world, the Gary Payton II, the, the Bielitzas are more valuable to a championship team than Wiseman, <laughs> and you can trade him for something. Just get some guys who can just like who are adequate at basketball. Wiseman ain't even adequate at basketball right now. Get no, something.
0: We're pining. We're pining for Bielitsa. Man. We want That's Bielitsa. We are That's He's we are pining
1: now. for Bielitsa. There is no Bielitsa pine right here for me the we want baby joker bring me baby joker (laughs) the tough thing about doing two things at once is that most of us can't multitask and you end up doing both things poorly and the veteran guys aren't playing well well i guess steph's still playing incredibly well draymond is doing the draymond thing but i'm really just talking about my man clay and clay's not doing his thing i guess giving him more minutes isn't gonna make him play better. So the young guys getting time isn't taking away from Klay Thompson, but it certainly isn't adding to whatever he needs to fix his confidence or his athleticism, or I don't know what needs to be fixed, but it's broken for him. And I guess this goes back to a point that I made in the off season where we were talking about them trying to do this at the same time is you need a Steph Curry. You need somebody at that level to win championships. So unless you think you drafted somebody like that, planning for the future is a waste of damn time. It's a waste of damn time. You can build up all these, this ain't a football team. Like you can't build up around them and then go find the quarterback later. In basketball, you better find that quarterback first.
0: So the answer clearly right now to the question, does it feel like the Warriors are wasting the best year of Steph Curry's career? Seems to be yes. (laughs) And the thing about it though, is that it's not a decision you can just hit command Z on. Like, they chose to try and do the two things at once. They chose to keep the young guys and to let those other guys go and to invest, of course, in Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. And those latter two decisions, I understood. But now, like, the thing about what you say, David, that Steph Curry's having one of the best seasons, maybe the best season of his life as the Warriors are winless 0-7 on the road, is that it's a waste because it didn't have to be this dire. And now, like something that's interesting, and again, like is this causation, is this correlation with Wiseman going down to the G League? But like when Wiseman's not around, right, they're now like three and one. When he was right. around, they were three and seven. And so maybe that's enough just taking minutes away from guys who might not be NBA players. But and that yeah, was that happened. Zero his rookie minutes. Year. Yeah, in three yeah, of the last four games he's played zero minutes. And you're right. His rookie year was signaling that this might be the way that it was gonna go.
3: I mean, yeah, if, I mean if, I, Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big problems is, I mean, the good thing is that the starters are still top tier. It's like when the starters are on there, they are still plus a billion over everybody else. The problem, I think, is that minus Steph Wiggins and, I guess, Looney, everybody else in the Warriors is probably at playing at 60% of what they either were last year or the people they were supposed to replace. And that's where it gets real tricky. Like I think – my fellow, my good friend, broke billionaire Joe Lacob maybe outsmarted himself by trying to do this thing, you know, twice at the same time. Yeah, I got. Uh, never mind, Alabaster. Go ahead and see if I can say what I want to say. Anyway, I think it's
2: time for us all to admit something. What? Draymond was right. He shouldn't have punched Poole, but he was right that the decisions around all of this run wise, the young guys were complacent. They weren't ready to take the torch, and this is a veteran team, and that's where. You know, hold
0: on, hold on. The
2: money in the focus should I, be. Is I, that why he punched Jordan I Ford? would,
0: <laughs> I would give that argument so much more credence if he also punched James Wiseman in the face.
1: <laughs> Maybe he should and go jo- the and face. Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob seems right. like the one that deserves to be punched. If I'm getting on, like he's the one making these decisions, that's the punchable face here. Um, if, yeah, I think yeah. the basketball is very different in the postseason than it is in the regular season. So like, that's the reason why I'm like. I don't I want to slow down on saying that they're wasting Steph's uh season or his this like second prime that he's in. So I guess maybe we could argue that they're wasting him in the regular season. But when the the team like buckles down, tightens their rotation and and like game plans game to game, will they with pool, uh Wiggins, Looney, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry as their like five. They're like closing five. Yeah. I don't think that's good enough to win a championship, but I also thought what they had last year, wasn't good enough to win a championship. So if they go and pull off a championship like that, then it's fine. Then whatever they've done for the future worked. But I think it's one thing that's undeniable is they should have traded those picks or those players yeah. back when they had value, because you go all in when you have a player like Steph Curry. And then when he is no longer good, they just try to find another player like Steph Curry. You don't start getting all these guys who ain't this Steph is, Curry this is, and try to can we make re, them into can it. We
3: can we re-up the Kevin Durant trade again? Can we can we uh, crank that back up again and see what's going on? Can we see yeah. if, if the Nets, he hates being there. Can we like, they were talking about it. They didn't but want to do give him too many that. pieces. Can yeah, we, like, for oh, who? Again, for a, a G of no, course, that's, 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 that's young guys, and you know, can we Everybody, everybody's worse off the, than they were like two miss They missed
1: ago. their opportunity, David. I'm sorry, they missed their opportunity, unless Wiseman and Kaminga go off, uh, and Moody go off in the next few weeks. In which case, they're gonna be like, See, we were right, let's keep our guys. But <laughs> so, like, they missed it, they missed their chance.
0: But the thing that's dangerous about this, and the question of like who would want to even come to the Warriors in such a package, right? If Kevin Durant wanted to even do this, that the Warriors, as of tape time right now, are six and eight. Like, as of yesterday, they were, like, the third worst or third. Yeah, they were right above the Lakers in the bottom Mm -hmm. three of the NBA. Like, they just need to get into the playoffs, man. Like, this is the reason – the the whole thing about wasting Steph, and this is where I just approach this, you know, not to be the second Steph Curry surrogate on today's program alongside David Dennis Jr., but, like, it's a waste because Steph is the most fun player to watch in the NBA. And to not have that guy around, like I I just need him to be in the postseason, man. Like I get angry when I think about how decisions were made that tried to bite off. He tried Joe Lacob. Truly, he tried to be the one thing that we have never seen before. Like the Spurs came close-ish to doing win present and win future, but Mm. we might just not get the present, and that sucks. That sucks real hard so disrespectful to everyone else it's like yeah we don't have to go all in
1: we'll go half in so that we can <laughs> yeah, be good later and like yeah the people who are going all in are good but i guess they
3: won the title last year so maybe i should shut up well i mean to dominique's point i think that they are they have a road they have a playoff rotation in them they have the starting five you put pool i like Jamichael green i think he was sort of bad by the fact that he was playing with wiseman so much i liked even they got like seven or eight Good guys. And there's not really a, I mean, Milwaukee, but there's not really a dominant team that looks like unbeatable right now in the league. So get, get to the playoffs. We'll be fine. Get to the playoffs. Just don't make Steph Curry do too much in route to the playoffs to where, you know, he doesn't have enough in the tank, but you know, get to the playoffs. I think they'll be fine. They're not
1: in the playoffs now. If it started today. Yeah. 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 They're like a play The Jazz
3: are the Jazz are adjacent. like the best team in the league, so I think I think things might shift by uh by time by April. Oh,
0: God. I just like that Dominique's take. <laughs> Dominique's take of the binoculars, his binoculars take is looking great right now. I want I want to appeal to the Golden State Warriors. Look at this man's face. Do you want this guy to be right? If not, then fix it. Fix do something. It. Joe Lacob.
1: How, broke how, billionaire. How, Silence how, how, this man. You
0: broke
3: billionaire.
1: Too, too late to fix it. They, they, they let their hubris get in the way. Unfixed. Hmm. Oh, God. All right. Well, we should talk about an organization
2: that you know, has never shown any hubris, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers mm. uh, because Joel Embiid is a freak of nature. But his freak of natureness has really come about since James Harden has gotten injured. And so I ask you, Sixers experts, is it encouraging or discouraging how good Embiid looks now that Harden is out?
0: You cannot tell me that this is discouraging. You cannot convince me that this is a bad thing, that he is playing as good a game, 59, 11, 8, and 7, as truly we have seen in the play-by-play era of the NBA. No one has had this stat line before. We do this thing, and I do this thing, guilty of it too, where it's like, where is Embiid really if he's right there with Giannis and Jokic and all of these guys Jason Tatum and then you realize when he is when he is his best self no one else has ever looked like this you cannot tell me you cannot tell me this is bad sorry alabaster
3: he had 24 points and 5 rebounds in the fourth quarter <laughs> like what are we doing here like there was no way yeah i agree there's no way this was a bad thing and saying like let's add james harden to a team is gonna be bad for the most part. So yeah, like this is gonna be
0: fine. That wagging finger from Dominique won. (laughs) They need a perimeter player to win a championship.
1: If their best player on the team plays worse when their best perimeter player is on the floor. And I guess we could argue that there are other reasons besides Harden's absence. That uh, Embiid is playing better, but if part of the reason why Embiid can put up numbers like that is because he does not have to worry about when it's Harden's turn, then yes, that is a bit concerning to think because you—it's just—it's a fact of life. You're gonna have to have a dominant like perimeter presence, and Harden ain't that. And when he comes back, if he makes Embiid a lesser version of himself, that is concerning.
0: Well, listen, listen, right? Like, there are echoes here, right? Swap in Ben Simmons for James Harden. There are echoes of the same conversation we've been howling at the moon about for years. I think it's fair to point out, not everybody can be Steph. (laughs) Not everybody can be the most dominant offensive player that we see in the sport while also being able to sublimate his ego for other great players, right? This is going to be Joel Embiid's issue. He is not going to be his best self when James Harden is around. But what is encouraging, because it reminds me of the Ben Simmons is that we are getting, at the very least here in this story, we're getting James Harden cheerleading. We're getting Joel Embiid in James Harden's Instagram comments. Dominique, you can look askance at this, but this means something to me. The fact that Joel Embiid and James Harden are still like virtual hugging while all of this is happening, I'm like, at the very least, they're doing what you need to do while the guy isn't on the floor.
3: I, I mean, we're talking about him not being him, his best self, like 59, what, 59, 18, 8 and 7 or whatever. Yeah, 59 in like, a million, it, yeah. Yeah, maybe his best self is like 42, 7, 8 and He's 86. been averaging like, that's 40 still, for four like, games. Yeah. Yes.
0: Still pretty good, guys. Okay, Alabaster, what?
2: Well... <laughs> Pablo, I want to call you on something you said early in the season, that it's concerning that Joel Embiid at the start of the season looked the way he looked at the end of the postseason. Yes. The fact that that is with James Harden on the floor, who looked much better than he did in the postseason, I think was initially a cause of concern for the 76ers. Do you expect that to go away
0: when James Harden is back from this foot Uh, injury? I don't expect them to look like they have figured it out. I don't. I think Embiid and Harden, like something that was very apparent, I think, to like Sixers nerds is that James Harden was uncomfortable, not just because of like theoretical injury in the postseason last year, but because the ball with Joel Embiid tends to stick. And like James Harden, like the whole thing, the whole promise of James Harden is that he has to realize that Joel Embiid is clearly the best player on the team and that he needs to fit around him, right? And James Harden, I think, came into this season wanting to prove that he himself was not washed. And so... Are we now at a point where James Harden's insecurities are such that he can sublimate a version of himself too? What? Dominique is now rubbing his face with both hands.
1: Do you remember the playoffs last year? The playoffs last year was the concern was not James Harden is unwilling to sublimate himself. The playoffs last year was where the bleep is James Harden? Why doesn't he want to play basketball? So like if the concern... Yeah, yeah, I I don't
3: think that's the lesson that needs to be learned. But this is the pendulum swinging. I think the swinging. problem with James. I think the problem with James Harden in the playoffs last year was that it was James Harden in the playoffs last year. Like, I don't think there's any sort of <laughs> other thing besides that. Like, there, I don't know, there,
0: I, there is, there is no counter argument for the argument that James Harden has f- the bed every single postseason he's played in. That is something that we are going to have to sit in the the the, the feces. Like, I, I just don't see a way around that. I but the whole, thing about, the whole thing about, okay, what's James Harden's problem now? My hope is that he understands that he does not need to prove that he can be the guy who used to do this. By this, I mean the 59 and a million line, right? Like, go through NBA history. Who are the guys who have done that? It's like Kobe, James Harden, and Joel Embiid. As long as James understands that he doesn't need to prove that he is that, he is confident enough in himself to be a guy who can pass and move the ball and shoot and attack, but not have the ball stick with him, That's, that is encouraging. That was the question. It is wildly encouraging that Embiid can still touch a ceiling that no one else can.
3: Their, their, their pick-and-roll numbers are still,
0: you oh, know, the best.
3: top ever. Like they yeah, they the can do them. that. They like, can they'll be fine. It. Like They'll be fine.
1: Well, the offense, when it goes through Embiid and not through James Harden pick and roll, like you need James Harden to have the ability to catch and shoot and also to move without the ball. Two things that are not at the top of the list that come to my mind when I think about James Harden as a player on the offensive end of the floor. Let's not even talk about his defense because that's also not the thing that's at the top of the James Harden list. So if this is a championship or bust team, which I think it is, anything short of that, it is at least getting to the championship is like a failure. I do think that there are reasons. There's lots of reasons to be very concerned about them going forward. And I guess this is getting away from the idea that doesn't matter that his best game is without James Harden. Great players are going to put up a lot more points when the pressure's on them to put up a lot more points. I don't know if that's relevant to this argument as much as it's just like these pieces don't fit together perfectly. And there are other teams that seem to have pieces that fit together uh, a, a lot better and are also better pieces
0: but but this is but this is the thing about the NBA right like you get the pieces that you can get you know like yes if you could design a puzzle no you don't put Joel Embiid and James Harden together but if you can get a guy who could be a top three player on a championship team even if championship or bust also sounds like a strip club that he would enjoy going to then yes you absolutely need to do that
3: and we got to remember at the beginning of the season, Little Baby's album had just come out, so James <laughs> Harden was—he had stu- other stuff in his mind. Like he's got a, a little bit of time now. Yeah. Playing in the He's ready to play. He's back. Yeah, yeah, he's we're, we're done. Yeah. Give us the check. We are into all types of
1: jokes now.
2: I-, I would like to say that two things. One, that was your best strip club joke. So
1: yeah, I like it. That's pat why pat it. I, had follow, I had to hide down. my face. I Had to hide my face because I hate your strip club jokes. But that was actually good. <laughs> I had to hide my face. <laughs>
2: Second thing, I think we can all agree that if you're acquiring assets, trading Ben Simmons for James Harden, you're right. One of those two guys could be Mm. the number three on a championship team and the other can't. Um, But I digress. Let's move on to a topic I was thinking about after the first two topics. And that's you look at the best players in the NBA right now. I think it's a pretty clear top five. You got Jokic, you got Embiid, you got Giannis, you've got Luka, you got Steph Curry. Four of those guys are international players, and someone like Victor Wembanyama is on the way. And this is newsworthy because Giannis went on Serge Ibaka's internet show and basically listed his international five versus the American five. And he's like, I got us in that game. Got me thinking. Do you think we'll see another American be the best player in the NBA anytime soon?
1: Hey, so, how, how dare you present this as like some original thought? Not a take that I had this <laughs> summer on my podcast that you were on, but whatever, proceed, Pablo, set up the thing, do the host business well,
0: well, i I think as doing the host business uh, requires, I should mention that Jason Tatum, I believe is the betting favorite for the MVP right now. So I think in terms of talent, it's fair to leave him off the top five, but we might see it like mVP wise this season. But my main reaction to this question, which I do think is is fascinating, is that it's just a great it's not even a problem. it's just great <laughs> like we have why why is this not great for the nba why is this not great that the world shockingly the world is producing athletes that are on par with one single country as as great as america is i don't want to have this particular argument
1: i just don't think that i i think the idea that an american player can be the best i we have to accept that that's true are you willing to accept that that looking on the horizon We got Jason Tatum for some hope. We got Zion if he can stay healthy. Ja, got Ja Morant potentially, and none of them are nearly as promising. Or I mean, forget promising. Giannis in the league right now, and none of them are Giannis. Uh, Even if Jason Tatum wins the MVP, nobody's taking Jason Tatum over Giannis. You got to win one game.
3: Can I, I? This is what's striking to me about all this, which is a little slight tangent, but two years ago just think just go way back to two years ago could you imagine two years ago that we'd be having this conversation without mentioning anthony davis uh <laughs> well that was
0: like
1: david no, that i, I, I refuse was... to allow you to infiltrate
3: this with espn This we're not talking lakers
0: but <laughs> they're not on but, the but show. i'm just but, stop it, but i'm ESPN, just saying like but i'm just it. saying
3: i'm just saying anthony no. davis should be on this list let's talk and about he, the packers too while, while we're at it well you know i mean aaron Rodgers probably isn't going to be a top 10 basketball player anytime soon either. And he's the most American person we got. So um, I just think, uh, I just think, uh, no, yeah, it's just crazy to is, think that Anthony Davis not part of the conversation.
0: But there is to the Anthony Davis end of it, right? Like that was the answer to where's our homegrown alien mm-hmm. unicorn, whatever. It was him. It was him. And I guess Kevin Durant too, right? Like who should probably be on the fringes of this conversation too. But by the way, I should just point out, that Giannis in terms of like drafting these teams, not exactly the GM that I would want running my team because it's like Luca Giannis, yes. Uh, Jokic and be great, and then Evan Fournier is in there.
1: Yeah, you and gotta it's have like,
0: somebody who's comfortable with not taking shots playing defense. That's it. That's good yeah, roster construction. Just, I, I would say to Google Evan Fournier's stats, but obviously never Google Evan never Google Fournier. <laughs> yeah. Just as a reminder in general. <laughs> oh gosh, but then the US somebody's team, doing it now. Of course, the U.S. team, though, is almost as disgusting as a search result because, yeah, it's like Clay We're putting Clay up there. I mean, it's Steph, Clay, LeBron, KD, And apparently Giannis has a little Ryan Cortez in him because Bam Adebayo made that <laughs> team.
1: <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I demand that you engage in the question. Okay. Do you believe that we will have at some point in the near future the best player in the NBA be an American player? I'll give you all not, of North America. You can take Canada too. And Mexico. Not while, Gian,
3: not while Giannis is in the league. Giannis is going to be the forget best player. What,
1: forget Giannis. Then after that, you got Luka. And you got Wimby. Like, it's it's a far cry to think about somebody else actually, a, an American player, actually contending with that. Jokic may be older, older by then, so he may not be in this. But Embiid, like, these are – it's – it, it matters for so, american so, engagement and it's something that we have to uh understand and accept
0: this sounds like dominique is now running for a special yeah. seat yeah. Make in a america special great election again. i said it yeah <laughs> I said it. america should be embarrassed that you said it you said now you've
3: been saying it you've been saying it like texting it to me nonstop yeah, for the last few months i'm not quite sure why but uh you know I'm it's, coming uh,
0: out man i would like american basketball <laughs> to be great again <laughs> but I I I I I would not take any of, of the eyes. Americans. I would not take any of the Americans because I have eyes. <laughs> Truly, I'm like, no, I'd rather have give me give me the give me the Giants who play guard. Yeah, it's just that I mean Tatum. Oh God, Ooh, Chet? Is that, oh, was giant. That,
1: that's Chet. You forgot oh, about it. A... He got hurt, and now you Chet, think he can't be the greatest. in Chet the NBA. so
0: skinny that I barely even recognize. Yeah, him. no,
3: that's not that's not gonna work. When Wim, Wim, Wimby's Wimby's got it going. That's you just put Chad, you just put new yo, kids on the block on on our on our screen when a uh, new edition is about to come out with a new single. You, so just, that's you, you, just, did.
0: you just tried selling us a zoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do think that we will be going into uncharted territory for the NBA. And and by that I mean the NBA is at its best, in my view, when there's like a singular protagonist. That's when we care most about the NBA peak NBA our memory is Jordan before that I guess you go LeBron we go bird and and magic which is kind of two protagonists but it's really magic and then you go the back the next time the NBA is like really the focus of our sports attention it's when LeBron is at his peak we've never been in a place where we've had that particular protagonist be not American born. I feel like Embiid's personality maybe would allow him to be that guy and be that interesting and be that engaging um, personality that we care about everything that he does, but it's something new. Like I, We'll figure out I what think, how it's going to um impact us. But Luca, I, if I, Luca becomes that guy, Luca's not a guy that like gives you the personality that you want, not off the court. Don't nobody know shit about Luca.
3: I think I think uh the NBA and American um advertising will find some way to rally behind poor Luka Doncic. For some reason, I think they will find yeah, a way yes. to, uh, cowboy. to 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 make him a, a huge <laughs> megastar. Um just a hunch.
0: <laughs> oh, Wemby though. Yeah. Put put Wemby in some cowboy boots, man. <laughs> make him make him eight foot one. <laughs> uh he's sick of us. <laughs> We're, like, forming a political consulting firm for, like, uh, disaffected Americans who want their basketball to be like it was in the good old days. uh, Yeah, I do. I want it to be like it was in the good old days. It's almost as if you
3: you could build a wall somewhere around the NBA.